I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there. My name's Anthony, and I'm 19 years old. I didn't try very hard at high school, and I didn't get into college. I've just seen all my friends go off to college with their parents really proud of them. Me? I'm still stuck in the same town as I grew up in. Still living at home with my mom and dad. It's got even worse now, though, because none of my friends are here. When I walk around the streets, I don't recognize anybody. I'm all alone here. To make things worse, I'm in a real sticky situation at the moment. I lie awake thinking about it, covered in my own sweat. Not being able to sleep every night means I'm always tired. And because I'm tired, I can't get focused on getting a job or getting my life together. Which is making my problem worse. I don't really know what to do. So, I thought I'd get it off my chest. If I tell you, maybe it'll all become a bit clearer. Okay, so, here goes. Like I said, I'm stuck here because I didn't do very well at school. No one will hire me because I did so badly. All my friends are at college, and all of this really depresses me. I had to do something to entertain myself. If I didn't get out of this bad mindset, then I was going to a really dark place. So, I did what all kids do these days when they needed distractions. I hit the dating apps. I spent hours each night swiping through hundreds of girls. Some of them were pretty. Some of them... Well, not so much. I'm not exactly a ripped chad myself, but I got a few matches. Enough to keep me distracted. Instead of sitting there worrying about my problems, I talked to these girls online. A few of them were much older than me, and a few were my age. One girl my age was really special. Her name was Becky. I knew it straight away, as soon as we matched. She was slim and had long golden hair. Her teeth were so white that the sun seemed to sparkle off them. She looked tall like her legs went on forever. Her skin had a natural suntan, and as soon as I saw her, I knew she was perfect. The only thing I couldn't work out was why she had matched with me. Maybe she had a horrible personality. So I had to go for ordinary guys, because the hot ones wouldn't put up with her. Well, I was wrong about that. I was brave and started talking to her. I sent her the only message I could think of. I said, Hi, did you match with me by accident? Then I waited. I was so nervous. 
I was shaking and sweating, waiting for her to respond. Every second she didn't reply gave me a horrible pain in my stomach. I tried to eat pizza and drink a can of root beer to get my mind off of her. But still, I was thinking about what she would say in her reply. It felt like it had been a day since my message, but I looked at the clock and it was only an hour. How could time move so slowly? I felt like I had aged by ten years during that one hour. One hour was all it took. My phone vibrated and lit up. I dashed over to see who it was. It, it was her. Becky had replied. <laughs> no, not an accident. You're cute, she said. I know that love at first sight might seem like a silly thing. It's even sillier when it's love at first sight on a phone screen. But this was it. My heart was pumping out of my chest. I was in love already. From there, we spent ages talking. It was all I did. Instead of applying for jobs or community college courses, I just spoke to her. She told me she wasn't working or going to college either, so she spent all her time talking to me. It didn't take long for me to ask her out on a date. We met for coffee at first. She was my age, so we were too young to go out for a drink together. I thought about the cinema, but that would have stopped us from talking. Coffee was best. Plus, it was cheap enough for me to afford. When Becky arrived, I was already there, with two coffees for us. As she walked in, I saw that she was just as beautiful as her pictures. It was a bit of a relief, because a lot of people edit their pics to make themselves look better these days. But no. Her long blonde hair was the same. Her skin was just as golden. The teeth still sparkled. The other thing I noticed was that she was carrying a really expensive handbag. I thought it was fake. It looked like she was wearing fake sunglasses, too. They were fancy. Worth a few hundred dollars if they were real. She came and hugged me and sat down. We got chatting, and it was just as good as it was online. We sat there for hours, drinking coffee and talking. It was amazing. Each second I felt myself falling more and more in love. When it came for us to leave, she paid for the entire thing, which was really nice of her. I offered to pay for at least half, but she refused my money. When I got home, I messaged her immediately to say what a good time I had. She replied, saying she wanted to meet up again. And so we did. We met up a lot. We did all the dates. We went to the zoo to see the animals. We went to the cinema. We went hiking. We had dinner. Each time we did something, she paid. Eventually, I had to ask. I asked her why she kept on paying. She broke and told me that her parents were rich. They'd passed away a couple of years before in a car accident and left her and her sisters their fortune. She basically had unlimited wealth. That was why she wasn't at college or working a job. She didn't need to. She had a pile of money big enough to last her a lifetime. The sunglasses and handbag were clearly real. I told her that I had no idea. I thought she was just a normal girl. I think she knew that I wasn't after her money anyway. I'd liked her before I even met her. Sometimes, money complicates things. It makes people fight and get jealous. I was sure that this wasn't going to happen to us, so I said I wanted to be with her. In a proper relationship, and that I didn't care if she was rich or completely broke. She was so happy and gave me the biggest hug. A couple of weeks later, she invited me to come over and meet her family. She still lived at home, but was going to buy her own house soon. I turned up for dinner in my denim jeans and a white t-shirt. It was obvious I missed the vibe. 
Everyone else was dressed fancy. Her sisters were wearing dresses that cost thousands of dollars and had makeup plastered all over their faces. Expensive jewels seemed to hang off every part of their body. I was very underdressed, which just made me more nervous. Becky had two sisters. Their names were Samantha and Ella. Both of them looked exactly like her. They were three peas in a pod. Although, they were different to her in their personalities. Neither of them was very welcoming. They barely said anything to me the whole night. It was like they were pretending that I wasn't there. They didn't even look at me. Becky tried to get them to talk to me, but it didn't work. In the end, it was a really awkward dinner. I sat there in my casual clothes and ate in silence, while the two sisters in their posh dresses ignored me. It was tricky for Becky, because she was stuck in the middle of us. I don't think she knew what to do. I didn't stay for long after dinner. There was so little to say that I couldn't stand the awkwardness anymore. I said my goodbyes and got out of there. Neither Samantha nor Ella offered a hug goodbye. They basically didn't say anything. I did give Becky a hug and a kiss, but even that felt weird while they were there. All I wanted to do was get home and go to bed. I arrived home that night and did just that. Normally, I stay up watching some TV for a bit. But that night, I just wanted to sleep. Being unconscious was better than thinking about my horrible evening. In the morning, I was woken up by some banging on the door. My parents had already got up and gone to work, so it couldn't have been them. I was still in my pajamas and hadn't had a chance to get dressed when I opened the door. It was Samantha and Ella. I looked around and Becky wasn't there. I was a bit shy, but I let them in the house. I wondered why they were here. Maybe they were here to apologize, to give me a hug and actually welcome me to the family. And no, that wasn't it. When I let them in, they instantly sat down like they owned the place. I made us some coffee without saying anything, still nervous about what they wanted. I gave them their coffee, and they didn't say thank you. And they also didn't drink it. They just started talking. They told me they knew I was only with Becky for her money. They said that they knew I was just a lazy, unemployed tramp who was going to steal from them, and that I had no real feelings for Becky. I tried to say that I loved her, that it was all real. But they didn't believe me. Before they left, Samantha told me that I had to break up with Becky, or else. As she said this, Ella ran her finger across her neck in a cutthroat sign. I was terrified. They looked so serious. Maybe they meant I would actually get hurt. It's been a few days since that happened, and I haven't seen Becky. I've mostly been ignoring her, giving her one-word answers to her messages. I don't want to dump her. I, I genuinely do love her. But I don't want to trouble with her family. I also don't want Becky to get hurt by all of this. That's why I'm lying awake every night. I'm really not sure what to do. Maybe we could run away together? Find a place in a different town and get married there. Start a new life. But she loves her family. That wouldn't be fair. Maybe I should just walk away. But then I'd be back to square one. Lonely and depressed. I really don't know what to do here. Perhaps you can help me. So there I was, minding my own business, cleaning the floors when Mr. Fancy Suit walked by and sneered at me. A janitor, huh? Is that the best you could do with your life? I smirked and replied, 
Well, at least I'm not leaving messes for others to clean up. His words would fuel my journey to show them all just how wrong they were about me. Get ready, because this janitor is about to clean up. And I don't just mean the floors. It all started when I was working at this fancy bank, mopping the floors like it was nobody's business. The bank owner, Mr. Arrogant, approached me with a snobbish grin and said, It must be so sad, being uneducated and having to settle for a job like this. I clenched my teeth and replied, Well, at least I'm not a pompous jerk. But inside, I was fuming. You see, what Mr. Arrogant didn't know was that I had a brilliant mind, and I wasn't going to let his snide comments go unanswered. So, I did what any self-respecting janitor with a vendetta would do. I planned a heist. And boy, was it a good one. With a little bit of research and a lot of hard work, I managed to break into the bank owner's vault, emptying it of its riches without leaving a single trace. And just like that, the smug bank owner got a taste of his own medicine. Who's uneducated now, huh? After successfully robbing the bank, I was enjoying my new wealth when Miss Fake It Till You Make It, a beauty influencer, decided to ridicule me for being a janitor. Her words stung, but it only fueled my desire to prove her wrong. So, I used some of my newfound fortune to create an eco-friendly, honest brand. And guess what? It exploded in popularity, making me even more famous than her. When she tried to score a sponsorship deal with my company, I just smirked. Sorry, we only work with genuine people. The satisfaction was indescribable. Life took a wild turn after that. Suddenly, I was living the high life, surrounded by gorgeous supermodels, attending VIP events, and spending 100000 in a single night without even breaking a sweat. It was a far cry from my janitor days, and I couldn't help but enjoy the sweet taste of success. It's amazing how quickly things can change when you show those snobs who's boss. So this rich dude comes up to me, not realizing I was just dressed as a janitor for fun, missing my old simple lifestyle. He says, Hey, janitor boy, I bet you don't even know how to play poker. Tell you what, you can keep my house and my girlfriend, but if you lose, they're mine. I couldn't help but smirk at his arrogance. As we sat down to play, he kept trash talking me, saying things like, you really think you stand a chance against me? I played poker with celebrities, and you're just a janitor. I just smiled and replied, Well, you know what they say, cleanliness is next to godliness. We played through the night, and just when he thought he had me cornered, I revealed my winning hand. His jaw dropped, and I couldn't help but chuckle. Looks like I just cleaned up, I said with a grin. Instead of taking his money, I decided to take his girlfriend. She rolled her eyes at him and said, I always knew you were a lousy poker player. I'm happy to leave you for someone who knows how to play the game and how to treat people right. As we walked away, I revealed my true identity, leaving the rich guy stunned and humiliated. There I was, wearing my janitor outfit for a charity event I organized, when I found a rich developer who planned to demolish my parents' house to build luxury homes. No way was I letting that happen. I pulled some strings, got involved with the decision-making process, and confronted the developer at a packed city council meeting. My parents' house is more than just a building. It's a home filled with memories and love. I told him, my voice loud and clear. The room went silent, and the developer stared at me, baffled. Who are you? He asked. Grinning, I replied, just a janitor with a heart of gold. I turned to the crowd, my voice full of passion. Who here has a home they love? Who here has memories they cherish? Hands shot up all over the room. We can't let this developer take away what makes our city special. Our homes, our community, our memories. The crowd erupted in applause, 
and people began sharing their stories of love, family, and the homes they held dear. The developer, realizing he was losing the battle, tried to argue his case. Think of the jobs! The economic boost! He shouted. I raised my hand to silence him. We can create jobs without sacrificing our homes and our past. We can build a better future together, without forgetting where we come from. The entire city stood behind me, and the developer had no choice but to back down. Money isn't everything. Sometimes, even a janitor can save the day. One day, I was dining at a fancy restaurant with my gold digger crush, who didn't know about my newfound wealth. I decided to wear my old janitor uniform to see her reaction. As expected, she was all about the glamour, loudly shaming me for not affording the most expensive items on the menu. I played along, pretending to be hurt by her words. But the next day, I pulled up to her place in a brand new luxury car, dressed to the nines. She couldn't believe her eyes. Hey, remember when you shamed me for not affording the most expensive stuff at the restaurant? I asked, smirking. Well, guess who just made a fortune? Her jaw dropped, and she stammered. You? But, but how? I laughed. <laughs> Turns out even a janitor can strike it rich. As I drove away, I could see the regret in her eyes. Little did she know she'd missed out on a fantastic life with a guy who knew the true value of hard work and love. Karma had spoken, and I was loving every minute of it. One day, I was invited to a costume party at my friend's luxurious mansion. The theme was Humble Beginnings, where the attendees were supposed to dress up as someone from their past or a profession they'd done before. I thought it'd be a great opportunity to remind myself of where I came from. So I decided to dress up as a janitor, my old job. As I was helping clean up a spilled drink at the party, a group of spoiled party girls walked by, laughing and pointing at me. Look at this loser, pretending to be a janitor, one of them taunted. Ew, and what's with that cheap outfit, another added. I rolled my eyes and decided to have some fun with them. This cheap outfit you're making fun of is actually a limited edition designer shirt, I said smirking. They didn't believe me, so I challenged them to tear it off and see for themselves. As they reluctantly tugged at my shirt, they couldn't help but gasp at my toned abs. Wow, he's hot, one of them whispered to her friend, and when they saw the designer label, their faces turned red with embarrassment. This is worth thousands of dollars, one of them exclaimed. With a sly grin, I put my shirt back on and continued enjoying the party, leaving the girls in awe, their shallow judgments backfiring on them. They'd just learned a valuable lesson. Never judge a book by its cover, and always be aware of the context behind people's actions. You won't believe this other crazy thing that happened to me. So, I was at this wild party, and the host suddenly announces a bizarre challenge, sharing an enormous t-shirt with someone for 24 hours. And who do I get paired with? My crush! We wriggled into the t-shirt, feeling all kinds of awkward. Well, this is one way to break the ice, I joked. She giggled, and our initial awkwardness started to fade. We had some of the funniest moments of our lives that day. Picture this. We were trying to squeeze through a doorway and got stuck right in the middle. Maybe if we twist like pretzels, we'll make it, she suggested. As we began wiggling through the tight space. Or we could just moonwalk our way out, I quipped, and we both burst into laughter. Despite the sticky situations, the 24-hour t-shirt challenge turned out to be a blast. It actually brought us closer than ever, transforming a potentially cringeworthy experience into a hilarious, unforgettable memory. One day, I was walking around in my favorite vintage jacket, when a group of girls started to make fun of it. Hey, nice jacket! Did you find it in the trash? They sneered. I shrugged off their comments, but before I could walk away, a stylish woman approached me. 
Oh my god! That jacket is to die for! I've been looking for one like this forever! She gushed. I'll give you $2,500 for it right now! The girls' jaws dropped, and they couldn't believe what they were hearing. I smirked, handing over the jacket, and walked away with a fat stack of cash. Another time, this gold digger I knew turned me down for a date just because my t-shirt had a tiny hole in it. Little did she know, it was a limited edition designer t-shirt worth $10,000. After I'd made the fortune and started living the high life, she came crawling back, full of regret. Oh, I didn't know you were so successful now. Maybe we could give it another shot? She suggested, but I just shook my head and smiled. Sorry, I only date people who appreciate me for who I am, not just my bank account. So, thanks, but no thanks. I walked away, leaving her to wallow in her shallow choices. Sweet, sweet karma. As the years went by, I continued to embrace my newfound success while staying true to my roots. I never forgot the lessons I learned from my humble beginnings as a janitor, and I always made sure to treat others with kindness and respect, regardless of their social status. One day, I decided to host a grand charity event, inviting all the people I had encountered on my journey, the rich and the poor, the influential and the humble, and even those who had once mocked or underestimated me. As the event unfolded, I took the stage and addressed the crowd. Tonight, we celebrate not just my personal success, but the power of resilience and the human spirit. It's not about how much money you have or the designer clothes you wear. It's about the person you choose to be and the impact you have on others. The applause was deafening, and I could see the faces of those who had once belittled me, now filled with respect and admiration. That night, we raised a significant amount of money for charity, giving back to the community and helping those in need. As I looked around the room, I realized that I had achieved the most satisfying ending to my journey. I had not only overcome my own obstacles and found success, but I had also used my influence to make a real difference in the world. And that, my friends, is is what true success and happiness are all about. I couldn't believe my luck. I stood there in the middle of mopping the office floors, staring at the bulletin board. My name's Grant, and the company I worked for was holding a raffle for an all-expenses-paid trip to a super-exclusive private island in the Philippines. You won, Grant! You won! Everyone was clapping and cheering for me. Except one. The office manager. She was livid. She strutted to me, took the mop from my hands, broke it on her knee, and kicked my mop bucket, spilling all the dirty mop water all over the place. How dare you disobey my orders? Didn't I tell you all to sign my name on your entries for the raffle? I had always wanted to travel, but I've always been too poor to do so. Never even been to another state. And now, I was going on my first ever trip on a plane. In first class! I was so glad I didn't give in to our manager's demands to write her name on the raffle ticket I got. Otherwise, she would have won that trip. And she would have rubbed it all in our faces. Sheila slapped me and glared at me. Now, do your job and clean up all this mess. But then, the CEO's office door opened. What's all this commotion? This dumb janitor spilled all the mop water everywhere. You should fire him, boss. He's useless. Uh, that's not true. 
She broke the janitor's mop and slapped him because she's mad she didn't win the raffle. That's right, boss. She made us all sign her name on our raffle tickets so she'd win. And now that she didn't, she's taking it out on Grant. She's been terrorizing us this whole time, boss. Sheila's face was one of unimaginable rage. Nobody had ever stood up to her like that before. But now, somehow the office was done with her being a total prick. Uh, that's not true, boss. I would never do something like that. Her lie was easily disproved when the CEO took the box where they put all the raffle entries and discovered that a lot of the names are just Sheila's. She begged the CEO not to fire her, and she didn't. Her CEO instead demoted her to being the janitor, and she promoted me as a clerk. I was so happy. Finally, my life was turning around. Everyone congratulated me on winning the trip, and they were all there to see me off at the airport. First class was even more luxurious than I had imagined. The pretty flight attendant brought me everything I wanted and even tucked me in to sleep with the warmest, most comfortable blanket I'd ever been under. Our flight stopped in Dubai, where I got to go shopping for free, courtesy of our company's black card. Our CEO gave me free reign to spend as much as I wanted as an apology for how Sheila treated me. I was scared to spend too much, but I bought my girlfriend a designer bag and a few souvenirs and gifts for my friends back at the office. When I finally landed at our destination island, I was blown away. I never thought how different my small hometown was compared to the rest of the world. There, the sky was so blue. And the water was all different shades of blue and turquoise. It was clearer and cleaner than the tap water I get at home. I got to go on tours and saw turtles and whale sharks and a million different colors of corals and fish. The hotel I was staying at treated me like royalty. I stayed at a suite that was right on the beach. And every morning, I would have breakfast on the sand while employees of the exclusive hotel banned me with palm leaves, and served me in every way. Then, one day, I saw a yacht dock near my beach villa. I was so surprised at the people who came out of the hundred-foot super yacht. There were fifteen of them, all A-list celebrities, models, and billionaire businessmen. Leading them was Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, and their family. This happened before they broke up, so they were still all together. One of their friends was a supermodel I recognized. I've had the biggest crush on her ever since I was in high school, and I couldn't believe my luck when she passed by my table on the beach as I was having breakfast, and she smiled right at me. I couldn't help but blush. My waitress leaned in and told me that those guys often ate at the hotel because Brad had a private island close by. Oh, what I wouldn't have given to see that. Although, I was pretty shy, so I never even managed to approach them, even for a selfie. Little did I know, that very night, my wishes would come true. For when I got back to my villa after a scuba diving tour, I saw a girl crying in my bed. Uh, who, who are you? Are you supposed to be here? Uh, oh, oh, I'm... I'm sorry. 
I was looking for refuge, and I snuck into the nearest room I could find. I'm so... so sorry. You left your door open, so... Oh, my God. You're... Adriana! She was crying, and her face was all red. But I would recognize her face anywhere. Why... Yes. How did you know? Everyone knows your name where I come from. Are you kidding? That made her smile. Turned out, even A-list supermodels like her are just like us. They're just people with their own sets of problems and insecurities. Adriana was crying because her father was forcing her to marry one of the businessmen in Brad's party, and she didn't like him at all. She was prepared to do anything it took to not be around him. But her father said he would have her tied up and delivered to Roland if she didn't marry him willingly. So, she asked for my help. Now, I didn't know exactly what I was agreeing to. And I didn't know how dangerous that Roland guy was. Because as soon as she heard that Adriana was staying in my room, he got me captured by his bodyguards. I was brought to a dark room with only one hanging lamp. He sat me down and gave me two choices. Leave Adriana alone. Never talk to her again. Ignore her. And I will reward you. I can talk to some people. I know the owner of this resort. Have you ever dreamed of living and working in a paradise island like this? Um... Yeah, I guess. But I can't just betray Adriana. We've become friends over the last few days. <laughs> Friends? Oh, please. Adriana would never even talk to a bottom feeder like you. She's just using you. I heard you were a janitor back home. Wouldn't you want to be rich? I can talk to the owner of this resort. I can make you this resort's manager. Walter, give him the bag. The bodyguard slammed a duffel bag on the table. When I saw what was in it, my eyes couldn't hide my surprise. That's one hundred thousand dollars, in addition to your new position as resort manager. I suggest you take my offer, because your second choice won't be as pretty. I know where you live, and I know your mom is sick. What would happen if I make you unable to work ever again? I took Roland's offer. Honestly, I was just so scared. And the money would be more than enough to get my mom the treatment she needed for her sickness. But as soon as I got back to my room to fetch Adriana, I felt a thud and I was out cold. When I woke up, I was in a huge kitchen. There was a priest in front of me, and Adriana was smiling beside me. She was marrying me. Oh, good. He's awake. Now let's continue. Grant, do you take Adriana to be your wife? My mind raced. I, I would love nothing else in the world, but... My mom... The money... Roland's threats. No, I, I can't. I, 
I'm s- I'm sorry. Roland, he- Adriana began to cry, and then she ran away. The next day, Roland had already made me into the hotel manager. Roland even called my boss back home to tell her of my new job, and all my co-workers were so happy for me. I didn't know how hard a job it was going to be. I worked day in and day out, 17 hours a day. I was so exhausted all the time that one day, I just passed out. But when I woke up, I wasn't in my office. I woke up in a beach villa ten times more luxurious than the resort, and Adriana was in a corner, sipping tea. I know he got to you. What is it? Did he bribe you? Threaten you? I thought you said you'd help me. You did both. I'm sorry. Where are we? I looked out the window and saw the resort was nowhere to be found. I was in a completely different island. I had to take you away. Out of Roland's grasps. What offer did he make you? I told her my situation. My mom's sickness. I'll double what he gave you. And obviously you should keep the money he gave you. That way, you have 300 grand. I'll send someone to fetch your mom and keep her safe. I have powerful friends too, you know. And if you marry me, Roland will not be able to touch us. That very night, Adriana brought the priest again. And that night, I said yes. We were married on a paradise island in the middle of nowhere under the stars. And it was perfect. But just then, Brad's yacht arrived. The celebrities ran down towards us. They were all worried about Adriana having been missing for many days. Did this man capture you? Someone, call the cops! Adriana just laughed. No, quite the opposite. I captured him. And now we're married! Roland came running down the yacht and grabbed Adriana's arm. How dare you defy me! Get your hands off my wife! Or what? Or... This! I took out my phone and started playing a recording of Roland's voice. Everyone heard his threats. His evil plans. What Roland didn't know is that I learned long ago to record everything every time I was in trouble. And when he captured me, I had everything on tape. Now, I had the power to topple his business empire if I wanted. And his friends have heard how trash he really was. Roland whimpered like a scared dog and ran. He was so embarrassed, he ran to one of the lifeboats and started paddling out of there with his bodyguards. The celebrities, Adriana and I, partied all night on that paradise island to celebrate our wedding. Who would have thought a janitor like me would end up married to a supermodel and having celebrity friends? I'm Henry, and when I was a little boy, I realized I wanted a different life from what I knew. I was sick of all the rules. Every morning, a maid would wake me up by throwing all the curtains wide open. I needed to be at the breakfast table with my parents at 7.30 on the dot. I would get driven to Eton, and there I'd have a private tutoring session. The only thing I looked forward to at school were my friends. At around lunchtime, we'd eat together, and then I got to join in on our classes for the afternoon. I know some people don't like boarding schools, 
but I wish my parents would let me board instead of driving every day. I wanted freedom, I guess. A lot of people talk about it like it was some sort of magical thing. I never knew what that was like. My every move has been watched by people my whole life. From the moment I came into this world, the media, the country, the whole world even. I just wanted a normal life. I fantasized about having a normal high school experience, like what you see in those Hollywood movies. So, with the help of my friends, I ran away. They climbed up to my window and busted me out of the palace. Jude drove us to a private hangar and they put a disguise on me. Jude handed a wad of cash to his dad's pilot. I hugged all three of them and said my goodbyes. And just like that, I was in the air and on my way to Los Angeles to live out the life I'd always dreamed of. The first thing I saw when we landed was my face on the front page of every newspaper. Prince goes missing, the headlines said. Lucas arranged the place I would stay at. It was lucky that his family had a mansion there and they rarely visited it. Paul helped me too. He hacked into the US government sites and faked my identity. He sent me a fake ID, a fake passport, and opened a bank account for me to which he transferred my money. He enrolled me into a high school nearby, and that very next Monday, I started my dream life. Everyone was excited about the kid who was transferring in the middle of sophomore year, and I made a bunch of friends. They were all curious about the accent. I got a job at a car wash. I knew I had to sell the idea that I was just a normal kid, and I didn't want anyone suspecting that I was rich. I rode a bike to school and never invited anyone to the house. I joined the rugby team, and that's where I met Damien. I had a bad feeling about him from the moment we met, and that was immediately confirmed when during tryouts he never even needed to play. I just saw his dad talking to the coach and he was immediately accepted. Not only that, he became the captain. The rookie got promoted on his first day. It was unbelievable. I started dating a girl who sat behind me in Spanish. Her name was Laura, and I guess, for some reason, Damien considered me his rival. Probably because, even though he was the rugby captain, he was the worst player we had. And I was the best. Yo, introduce me to that girl you're seeing, and I'm gonna bench you the whole season. No thanks, find your own girlfriend. <laughs> I don't like her, I just wanna see you squirm. Bugger off, Damien. Or what? What if I tell everyone your little secret, your majesty? It's your royal highness, you ignorant... Wait, what? Oh, yeah, I know all about you. I read the news, and your disguise is awful. Now give me your girl's number, or I'll ruin your little vacation. One phone call and your family will come scoop you up and take you back to where you belong. I had no choice, and I guess it turned out to be the right move. Because as soon as Laura found out that Damien was rich, she jumped ship like I was the Titanic, and she showed her true colors. I asked her to talk about it, but she dumped me in a text, told me she couldn't meet up because she had a family thing. Come to find out, she was at the same Halloween party as I was that very same night. Only, she had a date. Damien. Unsurprisingly, I was furious. Don't act so surprised, Henry. Did you really think I'd stay with you now that I know Damien wants me? You're literally penniless, an orphan, and you have a weird accent. Nobody really bothered with how I sounded until then. 
But when Laura said it, everyone laughed. And from that moment on, the kids at school would just chuckle every time I talked. They would imitate me, and they were bad imitations, too. They spoke like chavs and not in the same accent as royalty like me would have. But I didn't want to stick out even more than I already did, so I just kept my head down and laughed it off. I wanted to live this life. I wanted the American high school experience that I saw in the movies. But when Damien took it too far, I had no other choice but to reveal who I was. We went to a lake for camp that year, and weird things kept happening. Kids complained that their stuff kept going missing, and it wasn't just small things either. One kid had a laptop stolen, another had her earrings taken from her while she was sleeping. About ten other kids got their phones stolen. Damien, with the help of my ex, spread rumors that I was the one taking the other kids' stuff during summer camp. He's the only poor one here. He works at a car wash. He clearly needs the money. Yeah, Damien's right. I couldn't just let it stand anymore. Why would I need your silly trinkets? I'm literally a prince. <laughs> He's delusional now too. Stop spewing nonsense and give us back what you stole or we'll call the cops. I'm Prince Henry. You have the internet. Google me. Everyone laughed at me and called me loopy. Damien knew the truth, and he just kept lying and lying. I couldn't hold it in anymore. I lunged at him. We tussled and rolled around on the forest floor. You lying scumbag! Tell them! Tell them you know it's true! You cheat, you lie, and you manipulate my girlfriend to be with you, even though you don't even like her! What? Liar! Laura joined in on the scrap. She started pulling me away from Damien, and the crowd was closing in on me, demanding me to cough up their stuff that I didn't have. Enough! I thought I was hearing things. I thought I'd somehow teleported home. But when I looked up, it was really them. Jude, Lucas, and Paul were looking down at me, parting the crowd and reaching down to help me off the ground. How dare you treat a prince like this? Yeah, if we weren't in America, you lot would be charged with treason. What? Why are you here? We've got holidays too, mate. And what better way to spend them than to join you on your little adventure? I finally took my disguise off, and everyone gasped. They realized I wasn't lying. For some odd reason, people started bowing. Some curtsied. It was very weird. And at that perfect moment, Damien's bag burst. It must have torn from when we were rolling around in the dirt. And ten phones, a pair of earrings, and a few laptops were spewed everywhere. Even I was shocked. All along, it was him. The parents were called, but after scolding Damien for what he did, they didn't press charges. It was all thanks to his dad. He knelt in front of the parents and begged them not to ruin his son's future. It turns out they weren't rich anymore. The dad had lost all their money in a pyramid scheme, and Damien was determined to keep up appearances so he would regularly steal and shoplift. The moment we heard that, Laura immediately broke up with him and came running back to me. But I rejected her, but she kept showing up at the mansion. One day, she managed to break in and found me, Lucas, Paul, and Jude lounging at the pool with all the popular girls, who now wanted to date my friends and me. I... I'm sorry. It's all my fault. I was blinded by his promises, and I thought he was rich. Ah, a gold digger who admits it. 
<laughs> That's rare. You should defo get back with her. Okay, on one condition. Do everything I tell you. As you can see, this house is huge, and I'm gonna need a maid. Say that again. Your voice is music to my ears. And you said my accent was weird. What? No. No, your accent isn't weird. I love your accent. All right, go fetch me a bottle of water. Chop, chop. She ran faster than I'd ever seen anyone do so. And when she returned, she was carrying a bucket of ice, from which she fished out several brands of the fanciest of bottled waters. I made her clean the house for an entire week. I made her cook me breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I made her walk my dogs, and she did all of that with a smile. But I knew her real motives. She thought she could land a prince and become a duchess. That's all she was after. So, after I'd punished her thoroughly, I locked her out of the mansion. I stationed 20 guards to make sure she never broke in again. I posted photos of her desperately waving at me from outside the gate. She became a laughingstock. The most satisfying thing was having celebrities over and dating a movie star while Laura watched from afar. The life she could have had if she wasn't so obsessed with fame and fortune. I did fall in love during my time in America. She was a simple girl from the country. She grew up on a farm and had no evil ambitions. Her name was Stacy, and when she and her family visited me at Lucas's mansion, I made sure I kissed her as Laura watched, and I saw the hope in her eyes fade as she regretted every decision she made. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 